Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super flex, best ball, tournament, $10,000 to first place on drafters fantasy. We're going to see if we can't take home the winner here. Draft some quarterbacks, full point PPR, so I can still draft some wide receivers, maybe a little zero RB. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Let's have a little fun on this Friday afternoon. Super flex time. Everybody loves Everybody loves a little different, different super flex tournament. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm going to be honest. This is the first super flex draft I've done on drafters. So I'm pretty excited. You guys are going to be getting all of the EV from me. I don't know the ADPs. I don't know. Um, I haven't put together a super strong strategy. We're going to figure this out as we go. I haven't even looked at, at the ADPs. I'm going to try to fire some, um, these super flex drafts here over the next these final two weeks um i'm going to pull up so we can look at the structure of the tournament really quickly before the draft starts um first of all it needs oh we do need eight we do need eight for i think i registered oops that's baseball we don't want we don't want to draft baseball yeah looks like we need eight more for this super flex draft if you're watching and want to come join and steal my five dollars and 55 cents if you have not signed up for drafters um highly highly recommended i talked i i probably talk about it a little bit too much but it's hard to even like overemphasize the fact that a we have this new super flex tournament which they launched they just launched which is just amazing to have another platform trying out some innovative things and giving us a late season super flex tournament and a super flex tournament. That's full point PPR still with three wide receivers. If you played on underdog and drafted in their super flex tournaments, it's only two wide receivers. So it really um, kind of changes the, the dynamic and then drafters has their, uh, as you see at the top of the screen, their $20 drafters million NFL best ball championship and it is the one tournament that is just absolutely gonna overlay by a ton right i mean you can see it again on your screen or for if you're list, audio listeners twenty two thousand five hundred and seventy eight entries so far into the drafters million and it needs to get to fifty five thousand and eight. so not sure that we're gonna get there 
<laughs> in these next less than less than two weeks by September 8th. And so that's only a good thing for for all of us. You also see on the side of your screen that uh, Drafters is giving away um, some free tickets to those who enter multiple teams. If you enter 10 drafts, you get one free ticket. And then at the 25 draft milestone, at the 50 draft milestone, you get another free ticket. You enter 100, you get to 100, and you get three free tickets. And then if you max the tournament, so 150 is the max amount of drafts you can do. If you max the tournament, you will get $150 in drafters cash. Plus, they'll, they'll give you a free T-shirt. Probably one of these. Probably one of these free free T-shirts. Um, and if you have not, if you have not um, signed up, at drafters, you can use promo code spike. It's down in the in the description. Um, I'll put it up on the screen um, in just a second. If you have not used, or if you have not signed up for drafters yet, hundred percent deposit bonus. So you can deposit up to a hundred dollars, and they're going to give you a hundred dollars for free. So we're just like stacking up all of these insane <laughs> deals on drafters. Um, and that's why I think it's important to talk about it. You know, I am chasing all the big prizes, right? Million dollars on DraftKings, $2 million on Underdog, playing in a lot of the different tournaments. I think us having all these different options is awesome. And I'm playing Best Ball Mania. I'm playing the DraftKings Millie, et cetera, right? I talk about it all the time. But if we want this game to grow, we want Best Ball. We want to continue um, to have to have all these different options. And we want you know, to get our money in as best as possible, right? At the end of the day, we're playing this. It's it's fun and it's a hobby, but I wouldn't spend all this time if I wasn't trying to make money. And as it stands right now, what Drafters is offering is really just uh, kind of the greatest combination of promos that exist in, in best ball. So um, take advantage of those if you have not yet. So they have a super flex contest, right? Real quick, we'll run down the, uh, the uh, we need four more, it looks like. Four more for the Superflex tournament. So, Superflex is the five again. You see here five dollars and fifty five cents per team. Um, ten thousand dollars to first place, a fifty thousand dollar total prize pool. So, still getting ten grand to to first place is is pretty nice. It is still twenty rounds, right? It is still the same cumulative scoring for drafters. So, just score the most amount of points from week one to week seventeen, and you win ten thousand dollars right? You can enter 150 times. The big thing that I mentioned before is that instead of their normal um, starting roster being kind of the, the standard, right? One quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex is their normal in, in the other tournament. That's their normal lineup. This, they took that flex spot and they turned it into a super flex. So you don't have a, a normal flex, right? Running back, wide receiver, tight end. You just have the super flex. So that actually kind of is the opposite of what we saw on, say, Underdog when they launched their their Superflex. They kept the flex, but they took away a wide receiver. And so here, especially when it is full point PPR, your quarterbacks and your wide receivers are more important here, um, given the scoring and the starting lineup configuration on, on drafters. So <laughs> shout out to... Shout out Rick's uh, Rick doesn't like Superflex. Um, uh, uh, NS none Superflex fish, but I'll hop in. I too am a Superflex fish. Uh, Devin, look at we're all in this together. Devin, I'm terrible at Superflex. LOL. If 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 that if I could uh, post something in the chat to summarize my belief uh, of my skills on Superflex, it's probably that too. So we're all here to figure it out together, right? <laughs> that's the, that's the the uh, the whole the whole point is uh we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. See, we got somebody who's actually good. Updog. Updog is Updog is uh gonna carry us. Uh we'll just listen to him. We'll just listen to him talk. One more, one more to fill this this super flex. So that's nice. Um <laughs> B Kurt, you're making me you guys are making me want to deposit. Scott says just a worse business version of the Pomeranian underdog zero rake acquisition model. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Updog is good at Superflex, but not in, in his home league. It's funny you mentioned the home league thing. I think I talked about this before. I haven't won any of my home leagues in like 
years. And it's to the point where, especially now, so like the last year, right? And this year, um, like I've always worked in DFS and played very, very serious fantasy sports, but doing DFS shows and doing DFS content and like a little bit of sports betting and stuff like that. I wasn't, I wasn't quite held to the standard of like, you're supposed to be the fantasy football guy, you know, uh, it's, it was just different. Like DFS is, is, is just different. Now I'm streaming four or five times a week year round about fantasy football, basically. And it's like, uh, it looks like it filled. Um, it, uh, it's like, and then I go to my home leagues, and uh, it's really, really a tough scene when you show up to your home league, and uh, uh, you know everybody is. Uh, oh, I went to the wrong thing. God damn it! I keep, I keep always doing that, clicking the wrong button here. All right, here we go. One oh three. Thank the Lord. I really did not want to be at the back end of this draft and just getting dominated by uh, by you guys that are all taking quarterbacks. So anyway, it, you know, I, we I'm I actually have two home league drafts on Sunday. They, it's a little misleading, I guess. They're dynasty leagues, and so it's not quite as fun. However, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about those teams. Finally, we went through a little bit of a rebuild. Then we got an then I got an auction on Monday, Monday night. Um. And then one more, one more big home league draft, uh, the fo- the following week. But I've just been getting honestly smoked in like all my home leagues. I finished like in the middle, you know, anywhere from like fourth to tenth or whatever in every single one of my home leagues. Patrick Mahomes, one hundred and one. Hello, um, that's interesting. Damn. All right, uh, I'm taking Lamar. I am taking Lamar. Um, Rick, great question. While I got quite a while till my pick comes back around, Rick asks, when will you start doing NBA best ball content? I've already started writing the very first, like kind of, uh, begin, not beginner's guide, you know, but, uh, basics, uh, like a, a basics, a how to, if you will, um, for NBA best ball, the first wave of rankings are already up on the site. I do need to update them for the Chet Holmgren injury and i probably need to make some tweaks with the kevin durant news but um i won't bore you guys too much with all the nba talk here um but uh soon soon there are rankings like i said already up on the site and i'm in the midst of starting it i just got a lot of football stuff still still to get to but um you'll be seeing some some nba stuff very 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 soon um Oh, so that's that's Scott Scott with the 101 taking Mahomes. I mean, I think I would still take Josh Allen, but I've really come around on uh, on on Mahomes. And Lamar is your second. That's in, that's interesting. Um, I think Josh Allen is definitely still my number my number one. But like I said, with with Mahomes, man, the Chiefs. I just every single time I see the Chiefs hear reports about the chiefs right everybody is so focused in on like this backfield stuff which i get we're trying to find the chiefs running back because we know how much value that player has but like the offense as a whole i think is just gonna be an absolute smash running through mahomes i think i think they're just they now have weapons at every receiver position like even if mccall like mccall hardman as the number four just kind of like as more of a gadget player in his speed as opposed to needing him alongside just two weapons i i i'm just so bullish on the chiefs and so i've done mahomes i still don't have him ranked above um some of these other rushers like in my rankings but i've made it a really big point to get lots of more chief stacks than uh, than I had. Let's see who is in here. Let me move this up a little bit. Um, and yeah, Rick, um, I'm really excited for NBA. So you will be getting plenty of NBA content for sure. B. Kurt was telling Devin uh, to grab a wide receiver. What pick? What what uh, what pick are you, Devin? Where what where's what's your what's your username? Oh, Davis, are you the last Davis 410 there at the end? Okay, it's back to me. Damn it, man. Kirk Cousins already gone. 
This is terrible, guys. What are we doing? I'm taking digs. We're taking digs. See, I do hate this where, like, I get Lamar. You're obviously happy with Lamar, but then we're getting into the cousins and Staffords and Rogers and cars and stuff already in the second round. This is my biggest struggle with Superflex. It's painful for me to, to this b balancing act between obviously quarterbacks can, are simultaneously both the most important position and the one where your strat, like you can really vary up your strategy, right? Just because it's the most important, it's actually kind of like running back in a stand in the ear note, like an, an underdog in a regular draft. Just because it's the most important doesn't mean you have to take it um, like in the first two rounds or whatever. I'm going to do something a little bit more fun here, and we're going to take Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't think he's coming back around to me at pick 46. I could certainly be wrong, but I don't think he's coming back around to me. And given that I'm... Um, you know, we're in this, I'm going to be locked out probably of, of quarterback anyway. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be taking some, a bunch of shots. I kind of like, like what you see, what Updog did here, where he took CMC and Eckler and kind of, you know, went with what we would kind of call, you know, a zero quarterback esque build. And then he has those two running backs locked in. He doesn't need to take a lot of volume at running back, especially because you only start two and there is no flex, right? So it's just CMC and Eckler are his running backs. He doesn't have to worry too much about running back for the rest of the draft. So now you can just attack quarterback with volume, right? Uh, I know I've seen him talk about Kenny Pickett, right? You're you're taking all these stabs on all these these guys for the kind of the rest of the draft because your running backs are just locked in. You know, I prefer to do that not at running back, but I understand that that thesis. And so that's why I took Kyle Pitts. I know some people would take Andrews. That's okay. I prefer Kyle Pitts. And honestly, I mean, it's just fucking fun to draft Kyle Pitts. Who who doesn't like a team that has Kyle Pitts on it? But now I just have that superstar tight end. I'm going to take one more tight end, like really late in the in the the tournament. I don't ever have to sweat tight end again. And I can kind of piece together that super flex with whatever quarterbacks, kind of however it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm tapping three quarterbacks with three different buys and being done is a very strong strategy. I typically I, I, I've seen a lot of different, you know, ideas on Superflex. And like I said, I, I definitely don't have the answer. I'm learning just like everybody else is. We're all figuring this out as we go. Uh, I don't think that there's any real true best ball experts, period. I certainly don't think that there's any true Superflex best ball <laughs> experts. Um, and the other thing like, uh, about these drafts is every draft room is so different, right? You get, this one's pretty damn QB heavy, right? Um, Justin Fields going in the second round, Kirk Cousins going in the second round, um, Derek Carr, you know, at the two Oh three, you don't get that in every room. It's, it's, it's very much like a, like, uh, kind of like a, just a normal draft Kings room. Sometimes, you know, there's wild drafts and crazy value everywhere. And sometimes it's pretty normal. That's how I feel super flat. You know, the, the room is really going to dictate how you approach things. And so I actually like to do kind of like what I did um, and like what I see now, now what like quite a few different people are doing, right? Like kind of an anchor quarterback, like a bolt. We got a couple of anchor quarterbacks here. I think Chris said he's here. Yeah. Chris is in, Chris is in the chat from, from, from the one Oh eight starting with Russ. And then, I mean, when you can get Russ, and then Cooper Cup in the in the in the second round because everybody's getting quarterbacks. That's that's pretty sweet. I like I, said, I don't I definitely don't have um you know the perfect optimal strategy or anything, but I think there's a lot of fun different ways that you can go about that you can go about superflex. Yeah, these are these are <laughs> Omar, Omar Omar says I'm pick ten getting abused for taking. Um, Derek Carr, JT, Derek Carr, Mark Andrews, Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's worse. There's very much worse starts than that. See, now I really like. Wow. Mike Williams, DJ Moore. Everybody knows I love Javante. 
but I think I'm going to take Mike Williams. This is the point where I struggle to figure out, especially because all you shitheads are in the freaking draft and in the in the chat. This is where I don't know what the right answer is in terms of how to handle this uh, <laughs> this this super flex spot, this second quarterback. Like, uh, and I think these are the biggest decisions, though, in all of these drafts is like you get to this spot where it's this really dead. I mean, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback left by ADP. It feels truly sickening to take Matt Ryan over like DJ Moore or whatever the one. God damn it. I was I was absolutely going to take Gabe. Of course, I was going to take Gabe. That is painful. That hurts my soul. So now I'm definitely going to take Sutton, which is fine. It's a fine. It's a totally, I'm totally fine with Sutton. But as you guys know, I'm really just, it's, it's Gabe Davis season. Let's just stop fucking around and just take him. You know what I mean? Um, I'm triggered. I'm shook by the Gabe snipe. That's painful. That hurts guys. That hurts. Happy Friday. Assholes. So we started uh, started Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams. Or sorry, Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, Kyle Pitts, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton. So do feel pretty good. Do feel pretty good about those guys. Obviously, you guys know me and know that I wanted Gabriel Davis. It's my guy. But, I mean, Cortland Sutton's a pretty good uh consolation consolation prize but like i was saying this is the trickiest part where so like you see uh updog ha- takes the plunge of matt ryan because he needs the quarterback right and he has him stacked with uh with michael pittman which is nice but you're like it's this game of uh what double dutch right you're you're like i know i need to dip my i, I know i need to get in there and get out with that other quarterback, but like, what's the room going to give me? Do how, I, I want to get in, but I want to get in at the right time. And it's all a guessing game. You're like, do you dip your toes in here? And this fifth round with like, with the Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, this kind of crappy tier of quarterback, because you do need one of those guys. But you know, if you have a team like me or a team like up or a team, like a lot of people have here, but it's like, that's the trickiest part because you can, you can a ruin your team by just taking that guy because you need him, right? The room doesn't care. I think it was Pat Corrine that said this. The, the room doesn't care. The room and um, I'll, I'll add on to his point. Like the room and the player pool do not give a shit what you need on your team, right? So like I need a quarterback. I have to take one. I feel uncomfortable because these guys are flying off the board, but like. If you're taking them just to, just because and just to take them over, like, I'm, again, I'm not saying anybody is wrong here, but it's like George Kittle and Darren Waller were there. Deontay Johnson's there. I mean, I, I don't, you know, you guys, I'm, I'm so-so on James Conner, but, like, James Conner is there in the soon-to-be-in-the-70s. Um, yeah, Juju just goes. Jerry Judy is still here, right? Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Rashad Bateman. There's so many good 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 players that it's that delicate balance like you could be passing on the league winner jerry judy juju or whatever deontay because you felt uncomfortable at quarterback or vice versa is you could if you get locked out of quarterback you could have just lost those five dollars it's the most interesting i really do enjoy kind of the thought experiment of of the strategy around these tournaments because of that it's like i I, lord knows i don't know i don't know exactly what the right answer is and i think that the answer is that there isn't a right answer you kind of have to play your room and uh and you know try some different things out i do not know what i'm gonna do though i do not like these zeke goes so i'm definitely gonna take bateman here to stack with lamar 
which is nice. That's why I took Kyle. I took Kyle Pitts because I thought I could get Bateman later. So that's nice. Um, we'll see what kind of happens here. Look at let's take a look at quarterback Tannehill, Goff, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz. Good lord. Yikes. Excuse me. All right, I'm I'm doing it. I'm taking my guy, Marcus Mariota, stacked with Kyle Pitts. Um, I think he's I think he's in my opinion kind of one of the one of what I would call the the cheat codes in this. He goes late because of the concerns over Desmond Ritter and the concerns of the Falcons. But again, which I've talked about this on a few different drafter shows. When it's cumulative scoring, we know Mariota is going to start the season. When it is cumulative scoring, I think some of the bias from the playoff tournaments is carrying over for Mariota and for Trubisky or Pickett. That one's a little bit trickier because we don't, we actually don't really know who's going to start. I feel fairly confident it's Mitch, but um, I think that there's like Marcus Mariota while he's playing as a starting quarterback should not go by Carson Wentz and Davis Mills and Jared Goff. He is a far superior fantasy quarterback. I'm not saying he's a better real life quarterback. And I obviously understand that there are concerns that he may not be, you know, on your, (laughs) he may be on the bench later, later in the season, but it's not like he's going to be on the bench in week five. You're going to get quite a few games out of him. And in this format, cumulative scoring, that's huge. Getting getting that super flex filled by a high quality running quarterback, um, high fantasy quality running running quarterback. Like you're going to be fine with Marcus Mariota scores most week most weeks, and um, so I'm really really high on him. And then you just kind of like who's to say he isn't still starting later in the season? Maybe they steal a couple of wins um, that we didn't expect for them to steal, and then it's just you know. Absolute stone cold smash. Um, let's see. Updog got sniped on. Oh, Tyreek. Tyreek. Yeah, you have Tua. You have Tua. Um, do, 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 do. Devin says, How's my QB, QB, RB, RB? Brady, Dak, Mixon, Camara, Kittle, Kittle, Waller. Yeah, that's funny. Um. Yeah, I would recommend getting some. I'm a little worried about your wide receivers. Uh, Anthony says, "I wonder what the win rates are by draft position. Feels more important in superflex to get an early pick. Yeah, or at least not a. Um, like no offense, no offense, Devin, but like, and I like Brady and Dak just fine, right? But if you get locked out of these kind of what I would call the elite tier, which we can argue about if Burrow's in there, right? But like there's Brady, even as good as he is, just cannot finish. I mean, he threw for 10 million yards and millions of touchdowns last year, and he was what, the QB five or six or something like that. Um, Dak, same way. These guys just can't finish at the very, very tippy top. So as long as you're getting, it's kind of like a regular um, draft where you want to be in that top, that like top five to get one of the the top five players. And now we're out of quarterbacks, right? Yeah. We're definitely out of quarterbacks running back. No, thank you. It's looking like Devonta Smith here for me. Yep. For sure. Devonta Smith. End of a wide receiver tier for me. <laughs> the room just donated to my wide receiver room yet. Uh, you started JT, Derek Carr, Mark Andrews, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. So no wide receivers in the first five rounds and still got Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney, and Elijah Moore. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it looks pretty. It does look pretty. Um. Yeah, so two things. Devin says, with no playoffs, I feel like quarterback-wide receiver correlation is less important than um, the other. That is true and not true. 
it is less important for those weekly spikes that like mattered the most in the in the playoffs. Kirk, Tony Pollard, Cole Komet go. I mean, I cannot, I cannot stomach these. I'm, I might take Chase Edmonds, but let me look at old, uh, wide receiver. No, don't love that. It's actually a kind of bad tier here. I'm going to take Deshaun Watson, um, which pains me, but I think he's the right pick for me on this team. Having Lamar, uh, Mariota just needs to get me at least to Watson, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's the right pick. I pick a hundred, um, but he just he just needs to get me. Mariota needs to play eleven weeks, right, um, to get me to. Uh, to get me to to the time when Watson is back, and then you just need a good close to the season from Watson, and obviously you're taking Lamar's score every week. Um, if there was some, I would have taken someone else. If there was somebody that stuck out, but we're we're just right in this dead zone at running back, and I don't want to force it. It's kind of back to the point of the room doesn't give a shit what you need. I I definitely like you know a couple of those running backs, but. Um, I you you don't want to force running back because you need running back. You know what I mean? That's that's like that's really why like the dead zone exists and stuff is that people force running backs who are the dead zone type backs in rounds that they shouldn't force them solely because they need them. And that's kind of what happens and it can happen at quarterback too. I mean it, it it's possible I just did that. <laughs> at at a quarterback anyway um just to double back on the uh this devitz what the the no playoffs the correlation is is less important it's 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 not i don't believe that it's less important it's important in a different way because think about what a winning season like how it comes together with offenses and with individual players. It's kind of like a rising tide lifts all boats type of situation. When you find Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford is just going to have a good season. Right? Or the inverse. If Patrick Mahomes is going to have the smash season, his weapons are going to have good seasons. Which one of them? I don't know. Which which ones of them? I, I don't know. But the big seasons from a fantasy scoring perspective are correlated quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, whatever offenses. Look at the bucks last year. Brady outperforms is just awesome passing and everybody smashed the whole offense. Gronk, Lenny, Godwin, Evans, AB, everybody smashed in that offense, except Rojo. <laughs> and I think we're learning why pretty quickly, but Everybody smashes when an offense smashes. And so when a quarterback smashes, he elevates the entire or vice versa, right? When Jamar Chase is just a superstar, he helps Joe Burrow. You know, if Justin, if this coaching and Justin Jefferson takes a leap, that does help Kirk Cousins. Now you have to think about the quarterbacks as it pertains to their archetype, right? Kirk Cousins, you have to be smart about how you buy him because he just can't be a top five quarterback, really. But you get that seasonal correlation between those players. And when you're thinking about how cumulative scoring is made up of the weeks, right? So if when Joe Burrow has the 40 point game and Jamar Chase has the 50 point game, those ceilings are correlated in that week. You're getting monster performances from those. And it's because they're correlated, right? When Joe Burrow throws the four touchdowns to Jamar Chase. I'm getting the spike weeks together, no pun intended. The spike weeks together with the players. Um and so it's kind of so it's kind of like the 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 yes and no. The yes and no. Um, let me see here. Quarterback is officially done. I guess I guess there's uh Jimmy G and some total scrubs. I am going to smash this uh, Ramondre button, though. Pretty excited about that as the RB1. I am probably going to be smashing running back here for a little while. Currently sitting on Lamar Jackson, Marcus Mariota, Deshaun Watson. At wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman, Devonta Smith, 
and Kyle Pitts at tight end with Ramondre as my RB1. Yeah. Um, Nunn says, with the upside of wide receiver and the floor of quarterback, I'm drafting to solely play two running backs a week. If a running back gets into my flex, the team is probably Coffins. Yep, pretty much how I feel as well, which means you need to take less running backs, even in like, I have a zero RB team going, right? I'm going to take more running backs than than someone who spent early capital on running backs, but even relative to a... Ooh. I got to take Miles. How's he doing? Anybody know? Is he alive? Still not practicing. God damn. Anyway, I got to and I got to take Miles Sanders. Um Miles Sanders might be the death of me this year. Just might be the death of me. Can we just get the hamstring together, buddy? Kill me. Absolutely killing. I mean, these Eagles running backs. Can you dream of a better scenario? Can you dream of a better scenario? There's not an Eagles running back going in the top 100 picks behind the best offensive line in the NFL, give or take, with an awesome running quarterback, which we know boost i mean miles sanders ran for more than five yards of carry last year everybody's dusted him and I, I i understand it everybody's dusted miles sanders he ran for more than five yards of carry last year kenny gainwell jordan howard boston scott were successful in this offense because that o-line is so good and jalen hurts having his his rushing and being able to run zone read and all that fun stuff just is huge for occupying the defense then you have borderline elite tight end talent, elite wide receiver, A.J. Brown on one side, elite prospect wide receiver, and Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver on the others on the other side. What more can you the running backs should just be running fucking free? I don't care if Miles Sanders gets goal line carries. He should be having 40 yard, 40, 50 yard touchdowns in this offense. You can't dream of a better scenario, but it's a shit show because Sanders got hurt. Gainwell's there. Boston Scott's there. It's just a mess. But you cannot have a better scenario for running backs than the Eagles. And everybody, and, and, and none of them go in the top 100. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Do, do, do. Antonio Gibson. I would not have minded Antonio Gibson coming back to me. Let's look at the what the wide receivers are doing, though. Yeah, see, so now we're into the Dobbs, Tolbert, Gallup. Gallup, Gallup is uh, becoming a lot more interesting. Not, in case you missed it, Gallup is not going to start on the pup, which is very surprising to me. It really change, changes the outlook of Michael Gallup and the Cowboys. Um, the Tyron Smith thing certainly hurts. Now we got a running back run going. But the Tyron Smith thing very much changes the outlook. But if Gallup is out there, that also helps change the outlook. I mean, you have to be able to pass protect first and foremost. But, man, it uh, would be pretty pretty huge for the Cowboys if Gallup, if Gallup's back, you know, in those first couple of weeks. Let's see here. It is time for uh, here's a here's a here's a question. Why does Daryl Henderson go where he goes? I know I just kind of reached a little bit ahead of a couple of these guys, but it's because I'm pretty cool with just about any of these wide receivers and Hendo's my Hendo's my my priority out of all of them. We keep getting reports. Why is is it just the injury that has Daryl Henderson falling? Every report that comes out is more bullish on Daryl Henderson and less bullish on Cam Akers. It went from Henderson is mixing in with the ones to we have two start to like we have two starting running backs, one A and one B, Henderson and Akers, to like it might just be the Daryl Henderson <laughs> show. Like he just might be the the leader. I'm 
I got to think about this actually. Ramondre, Miles, and Hendo. I'm taking Melvin actually. I just want a little bit more early season juice because if Miles, if Miles is really hurt and Ramondre's kind of in a committee and Hendo's kind of in a committee, I want another. Come, I want. I really like Rashad. Obviously, um, he's probably going to go here pretty quickly. But um, I do have a little bit of concern with the Bucks. I will probably talk about this too much over the course of the next um, couple couple of weeks because I just wrote about it and it's just like stuck in my brain. I can't stop thinking about it. But the Bucks are like have some really serious issues, man. Think about it. Obviously. No one expects Tom Brady to fall off, but we're talking about a 45 year old. He, he's, he's a unicorn. He's, he's still a human being. I think, I mean, I guess I technically can't prove it. He could be a robot or a, an alien or whatever, but he, he's, I think he's a human and father time comes for everyone, no matter who you are. And he's 45 years old. So just some slight, aging when you're at that age i know that you know he's not an athlete or whatever but just little things arm strength right just some of the quick twitch the little things can hurt you and have massive impacts on him uh and the things that he needs to do for this offense to be elite and honestly he's the the least of the concerns the offensive line is a problem so ali marpet you know superstar left guard retires out of nowhere in February, 28 years old when he retired center, Ryan Jensen hurt, like probably out for the year. They haven't officially said exactly when he'll be back, but most of the reports are that he's probably out for the year. Uh, All pro pro Bowl center center being very important position, especially as a veteran, especially for continuity. And especially because Brady is much worse with some of the up the middle pressure. Then Tristan Wirfs, superstar young right tackle strained oblique we don't know when he's going to be back that's obviously not going to be long a long-term thing but we don't know exactly when he's going to be back so now we got three offensive linemen arguably their three best offensive linemen then aaron stinney who they brought in to compete to uh fill in for marpet at guard he tears his acl and mcl he's out so if we got that's potentially four offensive linemen out and now godwin's coming back from an acl i know all the reports are good but this is still a guy fresh off of an acl injury russell gage hasn't practiced in forever lenny's older and has miles on him we know julio's old mike evans is not young it's i think that there's a lot more risk in the bucks the market is just it's the but they're just it's the bucks everybody keeps saying oh but the running backs have got so many high value touches they have gotten those what happens when the offensive line craters the whole offense? Those high value touches are gone. You know, and now Brady's still gonna check down and all of that. But I I have I, I think I have a lot more serious and real concerns about the offense. Um in, in particular the offensive line uh than than other people do. Okay. Back on this running back nonsense. I don't I don't think I can do this Pacheco shit. Uh I'm gonna take Zamir White and then kind of see what happens here. I mean, shut up, Omar. This is why this is why you can't stream I can't stream a draft every single day because you assholes well not only not only will you snipe the guys, even if I just talk about it, you'll be thinking 10 steps ahead on who I might target later. It's just, it's just rude. Just unnecessary. Let's take a look at the running back landscape. Does not look very good. Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, this is what I like to call the dead zone of the draft. You tell me who's a good pick here. 
also Nick Foles, <laughs> Nick Foles having ADP is really funny. Um, Wandale Pierce. I like those rookies not dipping into tight end quarterback. No, thank you. Running back. Uh, no, I don't think so. I do kind of like Mostert, but we are going to take one. We're, we're, we're going to Wandale it up here at wide receiver. Yeah, that works. Do still need a little bit of way. I know, uh, I have Diggs, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman, and Devonta Smith, who I feel really good about as a wide receiver group. But do still, you do still need some depth, right? It is still best ball. And I'm only going to take these three quarterbacks, which really means I've, I've banked on Marcus Mariota for, <laughs> for 11 weeks, which is a pretty thin outcome, you know. But that, having the wide receiver depth will really help there because just in case something happens in a week with Marcus Mariota where he does only score six fantasy points or whatever, hopefully getting bailed out by a, a big wide receiver week from four guys would be really helpful. <clears throat> Jimmy G goes, there goes Alec Pierce, little run on some tight ends, but this, this part of the draft is just, honestly, that's when people talk about ADP value and all that kind of stuff. It matters, of course, but you, once you reach these areas of the draft, like dude, just take your guys, maybe earlier in the off season, there was guys, um, it was a little different, but right now, with how much everything gets weeded out, right? The guys who used to go in this—I mean, I just took Zamir White. He used, did not used to go where I took him, right? Even uh, Brian Robinson went in that round. Isaiah Pacheco didn't even get drafted. These, the draft starts to the, the player pool starts to weed out because the guys emerge, right? It feels deeper earlier in the off season, so this like range of the draft feels better in June because we don't know shit. We don't know, you know, there's a bunch of different backs and a bunch of different wide receivers and all that kind of stuff that are being drafted. And then as we get this close to the, to the season, the depth chart, we start to see, right. We know generally who is going to make the team. Who's going to be, you know, the backup running back who's running with the ones as wide receivers. Those guys get elevated. The guys who we thought were draftable before were, Oh fuck. Can't take him anymore. You know, Rojo. It's, it's it's over for Rojo. We can't we can't take him. And so, um, is that you with Jalen Warren, Chris? No. Yes. No. Gino. <laughs> Chris takes Gino. I'll be honest with you. I was considering. I was considering tacking on tacking on Gino, but I was gonna kind of see if it would be like a big time fall. <clears throat> Drew Locke, up dog. You get locked out of quarterback, brother. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> this can. This is the danger of the old zero quarterback strategy. Tua, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, and Drew Locke. I mean, it's it's totally fine, but uh, certainly, certainly, probably going to be uh, giving away some points there at the position. You guys know I love I love me some Zay Jones. What round is this? <laughs> Sixteen. Okay. Take Zay. Now I am sitting on a three quarterback, five running back, seven wide receiver, one tight end. I will definitely be taking one more tight end, and then it's kind of open after that. I'm planning on sticking at three quarterbacks but five running backs and seven wide receivers. Let me think about this. Obviously need help at running back still with Ramondre, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Melvin Gordon, and Zamir White. Nick Westbrook, Akine goes. <laughs> this Isaiah Spiller fall is really funny. You know what I'm going to do, though? Uh No, I I changed my mind. I am going to take another quarterback. We're locking down the we're locking down the Falcons, baby. Desmond Ritter, so Ritter and and Mariota, giving me, you know, giving me the two guaranteed quarterbacks all year. 
three three guaranteed quarterbacks, assuming health, in the late the late season. Little late surge, little late Watson Ritter surge to come from behind and take down the ship. <clears throat> now I need a tight end and then <sighs> let me think about this. Sitting on seven wide receivers, yeah. Got to figure out if I'm taking two more. I'm definitely taking one more running back. Just got to figure out if I'm uh, if I'm taking two. Corbin takes the. That's got to be the best Isaiah Spiller value of all time. Omar, Omar was, Omar was definitely, see, I'm happy I took, I'm happy I took Ritter because uh, now that I know that you, you were going to take him. You have Carr and Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. Carr and Daniel Jones. See, isn't that the, isn't that the, isn't that insane though about like, you can like not ever really get locked out like that in a regular best ball draft. That's kind of, it's the, it's the blessing and the curse of Superflex, but like, it sucks when it happens <laughs> when it happens to to Omar, but you know it's good for everybody else. But it really is. It's a it's a it's a gift and a curse to try to Huntley was nice. That was a good pick. Um, there's probably another guy. Uh, let me look at quarterback. Probably another little little. Joe Flacco action, little Sam Howell action, Minshew. Let me look. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Why does what is what is this Foles shit? Why is Foles ADP so high? <laughs> Did I miss something? I must have missed something. Um, let's start looking through. Wide receiver is probably pretty bad. I don't have Browns, so I could look for one of these. I'm going to put DPJ. Is David Bell around? David Bell's gone. So, okay, that sucks. It would be like Harrison Bryant. Nah. Don't have much to stack with Watson. Damn, I did really want McKinnon. <laughs> I'm gonna take Zach Moss. Pray to God that uh, some of this from the uh, preseason is a thing with Zach Moss. There's 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 still some nice running backs here. I'm 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 very much I'm very much okay with this team. Uh, son of a bitch. Who is that? Who are you? Scott? All right. Sniped on Gabe. Snip you 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 Now I'm triggered. Again. Twice. Um god damn it. Uh okay, what bye week is Pitts? 14. Tyler Conklin it is. God damn it. Really wanted likely. Now I'm angry and there goes DPJ. Not like it matters. Can't get Gabe. Can't get likely. What's even the what's even the point if I can't get my fun little pet projects? 
he can play. He looks like he can play. Scott says, I, uh, I agree. Ha, there we go. Payback to the room. Sorry, Chris, you, you got it because Scott and, uh, the seconds and whoever drafted out of one Oh two sniped from me. So I'm sniping Tyler Conklin from you. <laughs> Devin is already, is already, uh, giving in to defeat taking his L. Um, now I'm going to queue up a bunch of dudes and let's look running back is really not that bad. Not Trey Sermon though. Um, <laughs> Cause wide receivers bad man that's the interesting part is i would normally probably take since i only need to fill two running back spots i would probably normally take i'm thinking a wide receiver here just because again that three wide receiver spots and two running back spots and obviously the wide receiver is more likely to hit into the flex but i think I think it needs to be uh, a running back here just because of what is left of left. Right. I mean, the best wide receiver is Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, Brian Edwards. Uh, I mean, it's a bunch of guys that don't have an ADP, you know, wide receiver just got wiped out and I can actually get a, at my weakest position running back. So sometimes you just got to take what the room is going to give you. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a couple guys. See, there's like, I draft a lot of these guys as it is in, uh, in, in regular leagues. I don't draft any of those shitty ass wide receivers. Dearness, Chris Evans. There goes Chris Evans. I really like Amir Abdullah, but Gus is not going to be around. J.K. Dobbins is not ready. It is Mike Davis season. I need a little bit of early season juice. So we got the olds with Melvin Gordon and Mike Davis. And maybe, hey, maybe Dobbins, maybe Dobbins ain't ready for for uh, quite a while. We're we're layering we're layering our running backs. Here's how we finished at quarterback: Lamar Jackson. Then we punted it all the way down to pick seventy five with Marcus Mariota, touched on Deshaun Watson and the old handcucking with Desmond Ritter. So we got the Atlanta quarterback room on lock, biting. Biting 11, 11 weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is to get to get to Deshaun Watson. I don't really like that, and I absolutely hate fucking drafting Deshaun Watson, but it is what it is. I think um, if you're – I really do I, – I mentioned this um, after the Watson ruling that um, if you are going to draft him, of which I am not on the other sites, but if you are going to draft him, the Atlanta situation is the one I like drafting him with the most personally. Um, obviously, went with a little zero RB room. Lockdown Kyle Pitts at tight end. Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Rashad Bateman stacked with Lamar, Devonta Smith, Wandale Robinson, and Zay Jones at wide receiver. And then we just volumed it up at running back. Please, God, let these guys score some points. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Melvin Gordon, Zamir White, Zach Moss, and Mike Davis, Mike Davis, and the, the the hopefully Miles Sanders if he's healthy, and the Melvin Gordons of the world. Please score me some points early in the year, just enough to get me by. Then we'll get a little Zamir White smash. Maybe Zach White steps into a, a big role. Maybe Henderson is the lead back for the Rams. Maybe Ramondre is the lead back for the Patriots. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about this team. I am. Still not like totally in love with a full blown zero RB team on um, on drafters, but I think trying to do it like this is 
a good way to do it, right? Mike Davis is not a guy I particularly really like drafting. Melvin Gordon, I, I do, I do draft Melvin Gordon a, a good clip, but I'm not, you know, super like bullish on on him for the for the season. But in drafters, when I need those that cumulative scoring early, week one, week two, week three, um, I think some of these guys make a lot of sense. I appreciate you guys. That was a that was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to be firing some more super flex teams. We'll be back on Monday. I got a couple more videos. I mentioned this in the discord. If you're not in the discord, that's also in the down in the description. It's hundred percent free hop into the spike week, best ball discord. Got, uh, multiple more videos coming. Got, uh, Rob has a draft, um, showcasing some of the tools draft IQ and, uh, or, uh, the draft overlays that, you will see coming out soon. I have a draft review video coming out, walking through some of my teams and some of the teams that people have posted in the discord. And then Rob and I are also hopping into a best ball mania draft this weekend. So lots of content even coming out over the course of this weekend. And I forgot to mention, um, MLB playoff best ball has launched and our own Shane Newman has got the first article of kind of some, some MLB playoff best ball strategy for underdogs, MLB playoff contest. Um, shout out to you, Chris. Chris loves the overlays. Appreciate you. I love them too. They're very, very helpful. Um, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be on the lookout for more of that content and I'll see you guys in, uh, some of the draft lobbies.